You are listening to You Heard It Here Second, Episode 6, brought to you by nobody because we still don't have any sponsors. The podcast is produced every Monday night and airs every Tuesday morning. Show notes, fan polls, full episodes, and our iTunes link can be found on our website, DerekAndSteve.com. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode six of You Heard It Here Second. I'm Derek, alongside Steve, and good morning to everybody listening. Happy Tuesday, everyone, or happy whatever day you're listening to this podcast. Whatever day you choose. That's the good thing about podcasts. You can listen to it any time that you want to, any day of the week, all seven of them. That's the only good thing about this podcast. It's the only, you know, we're working on adding another good thing or two, but for right now, Just the best thing is that you can listen to it whenever you want, so... So that's what we have here. So opening kickoff, uh, let's get started here. So the opening kickoff is an interesting topic today, mm-hmm. uh, very relevant to our listeners. So it's and to some, us. And to us, actually, very just as relevant to us as to anybody else. Um, so the big news this week that we are working on that is nothing to report yet officially. Which I'm, I'm, I thought you had it in the works. I thought we had a deal I locked did, down. Uh, our clients went away. Uh, our potential oh. client is on vacation right now. And okay. He's in Canada. Okay. Um, so he's out of the country, so we didn't, we weren't able to close the deal. Um, but we are working on our first sponsorship deal, so that is exciting. That is exciting. Um, that is very exciting, and we won't we won't uh, spoil the details for you because you guys are probably just boiling with anticipation now, wanting to know, you know, whether it's Nike or Facebook or who is it that's that's you know Google, dealing, de- Google, Apple, who's 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 paying out the bucks to be our sponsor. So I can't tell you that yet, um, but I think you will be pleasantly surprised when you hear it. <laughs> Um, so we're, we're hammering out the details of that, but the, here's the important thing. The important thing is that, uh, there's no big one sponsor now forever and that's it. So we're, we're looking at, uh, possibilities of sponsoring a bunch of things and the episodes, you know, there's a primary sponsor, you know, Mm -hmm. you guys have heard every episode so far. This is the sixth one. Every episode we say brought to you by nobody. So your name can be there. Your name, not your name, whatever you want, your, your thing, your Instagram, your Twitter, your Snapchat, your Snapchat, your product. If you're selling something, your podcast. If you have, if a you want to promote podcast, your, if you want to promote your podcast on our podcast, we'll we allow are it. Completely on board for that. So uh, it's a business. We it's are business. shameless. It's a business, I, and we're shameless. I'm dying to sell out. I'm <laughs> dying to sell out. That's all I want to do. It's what it's what we've been aiming for since we started this about six weeks ago. So, um, so hey. So, so this is this is yours for the taking. So mm-hmm. head over to DerekAndSteve.com and just go right down to the bottom of the page. And make an offer or a or a, a comment or a discussion starter or anything you want. Whatever you want to sponsor, we can sponsor it. You want to sponsor the opening kickoff? Got it. Want the fourth quarter? You got it. Yeah. You want to sponsor a segment that you think of that we're gonna then do? You got it. We'll yeah. figure it out. It's everything here is negotiable. We have we're we're planning on putting together actual guidelines, but they're more just for fun and for show. Yeah. If you actually want to make some sort right. of sponsorship move. For X amount of episodes or X amount of segments or however you want. Then don't wait for our packages. If you want us to call out other people, that's doable too. Um, that was an option I was thinking that our friends would like. Everything within reason. You give us two bucks and, and we'll call out someone you want in the third quarter and that's, that's how it goes. That's yeah. an example. So Pull your money together, get a, get the whole show just and, and dedicated the best, to you. The best part about it is it's going to be so simple. We'll accept Venmo. 
Venmo is. We'll, we'll accept Venmo. We'll ex- we will accept Venmo. Are we the only podcast that will accept Venmo sponsorships? I believe so. I believe that we're the only podcast that will allow Venmo to be the the means of transaction in a in a contractual agreement. Maybe Venmo is the sponsor. Did you ever think about that? I didn't, I didn't think about that. I, I didn't think about that. Maybe our listeners did, but uh, regardless, there's some good options there. Really good options, and uh, I think the best you know, options. I, I agree. If and, I was a listener. I would sponsor my show. And every listener here is already behind the game because there's only one listener out there and exactly one who has engaged in contract talks about being a sponsor. The thing, my question to you is, we actually have, and that's no joke, someone is trying (laughs) to sponsor the show. Yes. Or at least parts of the show or or however many episodes they would like to. What if if there's some some, like grassroots uprising and, and they get beat out and they're... That's they, a were good first to the, they were first to the punch and didn't get to sponsor. That's a good question. You know, our first uh, contact there, we probably, we, you know, we owe some sort of a, a discussion there. Um, do we, though? And, you know, hey. I'm trying to sell out. I, I, hey, I'm not look, trying to. <laughs> look, I, I do agree. I think that the urgency will be raised a little bit. I think if anyone comes in and swoops in with a better offer than our current uh, our current potential client has, <laughs> then... Then yeah, I mean, I think that you have to very strongly consider moving forward and and then starting from scratch with the original client. I think that that's something that has to be considered. Um, <laughs> so we did just get our first Venmo, our first sponsorship Venmo, but we haven't worked out the details yet. So, um, <laughs> we did just get Venmo. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we got an an in house request to be a first sponsor and a down payment. So so just just that gives you an idea of the pressure that's ramping up here. Um, we've had now two requests. One person that just asked. You know how much how much is it going to cost for me to be your sponsor, and then another who just gave us a down payment before even starting the discussion. So, <laughs> so there, you know, there's some competition out there. Go to DerekandSteve.com and get the conversation started, or just reach out to us directly if you know us. You know that's fine too, uh, and be the ones to sponsor the show because you're not going to want to miss out on that opportunity. You're not going to want to miss out on being the first sponsor too. That's that's a great point, and yeah. that's something that and it I can think, be it can be like the show is like. Have you heard a regular radio show where they say sponsored by so and so, and then they do a little catchphrase like so and so? That's that's exactly so-and-so. how the sponsorship will go, yeah. and 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 so that's that will be the primary sponsorship. Is that in in our introduction where I identify the podcast every week? You guys hear it at the very beginning of every episode. That's the identifier. That's the most important part of a podcast that everybody knows what they're listening to, what episode it is, how, when they can hear it, how they can find out more. That's where you're going to have your piece of sponsorship. Whatever slogan you want, we'll get, you know, there's a short window there that you can have, and it's all yours. Whether it's an Instagram handle or a or a or website a catchphrase or a, or a catchphrase wanna, that you want to hear, say something or, funny or, or some some uh, you know catchy insult at one of your friends. Like I, I don't care what don't it, is. Care it is. It doesn't matter either. to me. So it's a business here. I, I, so, I can in my head, I already think of two or three people listening to this right now that who want to do that, who really so, want to do that. And so and so here's what I'll say. And on the last the last point on this topic is that. Uh, like we said, the first client that reached out to us has a standing right now in in the queue, and, and he's got a good shot to close this first deal. But you know, the first sponsor is a big deal. So it's a big know, deal. In the next day or two, as you're listening to this, I expect this deal to be closed. So do not waste your time and, <laughs> and come out here. And, and if you want, if you really want the first one, I, I have no doubt that you'll get a sponsorship at some point here. And there's a lot of things to be sponsored. There's, there's plenty of stuff. You don't up. have to be the primary one. You can sponsor the first half you or the like one kickoff. of the lame secondary yeah. sponsors yeah. or something. You know, for the, they're cheaper, you know, people that don't have as much money, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so absolutely reach out to us and, and we'll get this thing going. So I feel like that was kind of a weird segment. It was a weird segment, but, but it was it an important to, it segment. It had to be said. It, it was, yeah. you know, sometimes you have weird segments that need to happen and, 
Think about if the think about the person who might have been able to sponsor that segment. It's like oh man, look at that weird segment I just sponsored. So wow. Um, and meta, then at the end, sponsored by uh, right, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and it would be you know beginning and an end reminder. It's like now we're going to the opening kick it off brought to you by such and such, and at the end, you know, it's a reminder. This was brought to you by so and so. It's it's a good it's a good piece of publicity. So so that's that for the opening kickoff. We'll see what happens next week. Maybe it'll be sponsored by someone. You never know. You never so, know. We still don't actually know. We don't know either. So okay, we're moving into the first half here, and again, I think today's one of those episodes where we're probably going to not go four quarters, but go two halves instead because we have very kind of split topics. Because right now we're in an extremely hot period of time yeah. with sports and with football, so, and with Bachelor, yeah, and with Bachelor, and with uh, you know Netflix shows and things like that. So yeah, a lot of things to cover. We, yeah, not a lot of extra space for our spoofs or. Or for random guests. I mean, we will. Every those, those will while, be but. coming soon. And and also, guests, please reach out to us. I know a lot of you guys had expressed interest in, in being on the show as experts or whatnot. Um, you know, we've talked to you a little bit, but we want to start getting some some firm topics and some ideas. If you, if you know whatever you figure out your expertise is, let's let's get this, let's you know let's get talking about it and get you on here for a for a guest segment. So. And it and it doesn't have to be a Monday night thing. Right. We, we, we can, can do this. Anytime. We can record that segment whenever. It, if the, it's the not is free. if it's not time sensitive, we can do this at any time during the week. We're flexible with you guys, so uh, definitely reach out to us, and uh, you'll get your chance to be famous on this podcast that'll be getting sponsored by Nike. So, oh, I shouldn't have sp- spilled the beans there. But, oh, you told them. Um, I did tell them. Well, I, I hinted at it. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. So, uh, so we have a sports topic first. So let, let's start with uh, let's start with an NFL topic that isn't related to the playoffs. First, very briefly, we'll go over this. So, yep. big news dropped: the Rams are moving to Los Angeles, yeah, uh, from St. Louis, and also it appears that the Chargers may be following them. News may be coming out this week mm-hmm. that the Chargers are set to follow them, which as the third piece of that story indicates that probably the Raiders are not going to be following them just yet to LA. Uh, I, I believe the Raiders have still a possibility to move to LA the, sometime in the future. I but. read the idea behind that is they, they want a, a joint team. They mm-hmm. want, I mean, the NFL just wants as many fans yeah. to be fans of LA as possible. So um, the chargers have one year to either accept or raise enough money or, or buy basically buy in. Um, and if they don't, by the end of next year, the Raiders have that one year window as well. Right. So it could be two years before another team I don't know if they split the team or if they just split the stadium. Similar they split to, the stadium, similar to Giants. Jets. Yeah, I, I think it's the, I think it's that idea. I think it's the Giants Jets idea. Um, so, what are your thoughts? Um, my thoughts. I mean, it, it sucks. It I, really sucks when a team moves. I rather I, I I know it's not feasible every time, but I'd rather them add a team than move a team. Yeah, mainly because I'm from a small market and the Bucks You're and the at Rays. Risk of it with your every teams, yeah. every other year they're talking about where they're moving to, and it's not fun. Yeah, it is really not. Yeah, um, I will say that St. Louis is much more of a baseball town. Mm-hmm. Um, that team has the Cardinals, and they they live and die for the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I feel really bad for them, but I think there's there's worse cities that c- it could have happened to. Um, I'm also not a fan that they didn't change any logo or color scheme. Yeah. They just kind of put L.A. in front of Rams, and, yeah. and now they're the Rams. Yeah, the uh, you know I think a part of the reason for that is because they were at one point in time the L.A. Rams in the past. And you know they kind of stuck with that. I from I agree with the with the concept. I think it's like you said, it's a tough thing for the NFL because the NFL already has the most teams of any of the four major sports. It's with thirty two. You know, with, with the NFL's thirty two, it's it's a very good setup in that all of the divisions are equal. There's no division with more teams in it. That's mm-hmm. a hot topic in baseball. I know there there are divisions that have four and divisions that have five, and those divisions with five are tougher to win. I mean, there's a there's kind of a natural imbalance when you stray from your numbers a little bit, and I think the NFL having 32 is right where they want to be. So, 
to your point, they're not going to add a team, even if it would bring in money. It's like they're not adding teams to the NFL, in my opinion, uh, especially when you don't have enough good quarterbacks to hold up 32 teams, let alone like, you know, 38 or 36 or however many they were to maybe expand to. Um, but I will say that uh, it is it's tough for fans, man. I mean, it's it's tough for your team to move t- across the country and not be rebranded. And that, and I, you know, if you, if I was losing my team, I would much rather that team be rebranded. So yeah. at least I don't feel that every time I see it, it's the Rams. But uh, do they're now root, thousands of miles away from me. Do St. Louis Rams fans have to root, or it's, do you think they root for Los Angeles Rams? It's too? a great question. You know, I'm trying to put myself in that position and figure out. You know, I'm trying to relate to it. It's very tough for me or a lot of our listeners who are probably Boston and New York fans to be able to relate to this kind of thing uh, because Boston and New York teams are never going to be in this situation. Correct. Um, for, for the fans that do have this situation, it's real tough to relate to and tough for me to figure out what I would want. I mean, I, mean, I guess if I'm a Rams fan in St. Louis, I probably keep rooting for the Rams, but at a certain point, it, it makes me, you know, it's so fresh now that you might keep rooting for them because it still feels the same. But at some point when the players are no longer there, now the only thing that's connecting you to this team is their logo. I mean, and, you know, how many, I don't know how many fans are really connected to ownership groups and management, you know, for these teams, because that'll be the only thread connecting the St. Louis Rams to the LA Rams. You know, the, the Indianapolis Colts Twitter was already tweeting at St. Louis fans, you know, with a map of how close Indianapolis is to St. Louis (laughs) and trying to get them on board with the Colts. It's, it's interesting, but that's how these, things are going to develop and a whole new generation of people growing up in St. Louis are not going to be Rams fans because there's no reason for them to be. So I think that's where it starts is existing fans maybe still go with the LA Rams, but eventually that's going to be phased out. Here's my last question to make it quick. uh, Your answer. Does LA football survive longer than 15 years? I, I don't think so. I don't think so either. I don't think so. First of all, it's a question whether football will survive another 15 years, but that that's a side topic. Yeah. NFL football. I'm saying mainstream with all these injuries and everything. But I think in in LA, I, I can't, there are so many other things for people to do in LA and, and coupled with the fact that yes, their home games are going to be at the four o'clock times here. So they will be at one, but so much NFL football is played at one o'clock on the East coast. I mean, think about your Sundays yeah. in, in the East coast and how many of these games are at one o'clock. That's 10 AM over there in LA. There's a reason that LA has never been huge into football. And it's not just because they didn't have a team. It, you know, there are teams close enough to LA that people could latch on and be huge football fans. I don't know. I'm skeptical about the LA football landscape. I am as well. So, and there's college, there's a lot of college football competition in LA as well that people have a good connection to. You know, like just imagine if if foot if if college football here was as big as it is in other places of the country. Yeah. And let's say and the Patriots weren't as good as they are, right? I think we've talked about this before. That would be that would bring huge competition to an NFL team if the NFL if the NFL team wasn't good and there was a lot of college teams that people have con- a connection to that are good. It's another thing that threatens it, and so I think LA has a lot of external, you know, threats to that, you know, football team success and fanship. I guess. All right. So next topic is the divisional round games. We're finally down to four teams. We can talk about two games because that's a lot easier than talking about (laughs) more than two games. Because I think we spent a lot of time on that last week. Um, But two games easy, easy enough. So Derek, I'll I'll let you kick it off. Do you want to go game by game, or do you want to just talk about the whole? You know. We, we let's just I think that we're going to talk enough about the upcoming matchup with the Patriots so let's just talk about those NFC games because I think the NFC games were the two best ones in my opinion mm-hmm. um, the Patriots game was good I think I think uh, the Patriots game was the worst to watch it was of, not of that exciting yeah. the, the, the Chiefs played a very slow pace the Patriots played a pretty fast pace which led to the Chiefs having a ton of possession time and the Patriots putting the points up it, 
So we're now talking about that game. I think we should talk about the NFC game. Um, mm-hmm. The Panthers game was very interesting to me in what seemed like it wasn't going to be at, at the end of the first half, yeah. 31 to nothing. Um, but that, in the end, factored into how interesting it is to me because the Panthers looked like a team that nobody in the NFL can beat in the first half. Uh, and then the Seahawks came out and looked like they were the team that maybe would make this crazy, miraculous run. And, and had they won that game, you could almost pencil them into the Super Bowl at that point if they come back from that deficit and win that game. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was very, very interesting to me. It it brings Carolina down just a notch, I think. I mean, if Carolina plays the way they did in the first half against the Cardinals this week and then against either AFC team, you know, if they played the way they did in the first half, they're, they're going to beat either team in the AFC. Yeah. I mean, that was a dominant performance in they're, the first half. If they play like that, they win the Super Bowl. If any yes. team plays like that. Yes, exactly. But if they play the way they did in the second half, all due respect to Seattle, if Carolina plays the way that they did in the second half, they won't beat the Cardinals next week. No. Because they didn't put up any points in the second half. And as good as their defense is, they're going to need to score points the way they were doing in the first half. So yeah. that game was very interesting to me because it kind of leaves me not knowing what to expect exactly. with Carolina, even though they were so dominant for 30 minutes of that game. I, I still think it's a they're a very cocky football team. Yeah. Very. So I think when they get up 31 nothing, they start mm-hmm. dancing around and their yeah. head's get way out of the game. That's true. And I think more than any other team in the NFL. So if they can keep their heads in the game more like on offense, more than defense, I know the defense gave up a lot of points in the second half, but that's more because Seattle turned it on and not because the defense of the Panthers started letting, letting go. Um, But their offense was stagnant. They couldn't do anything. And that's, I think because if once you get Cam Newton, even like Josh Norman on defense, there's these big egos that I, I don't know. I mean, that's why I want to say that they're the best team in the NFL, but then you watch that second half. Mm-hmm. It's You're right. It's a very – that was not the litmus test we were hoping for. Yeah, and it was just so polar opposite, the two performances we saw. But I think I think uh, I do have to agree with, with what you're saying about them getting really cocky, and I think that definitely factors into it because it's also against a team like Seattle that has that similar reputation. And you could tell yeah. that those teams – you could tell the teams know that each other are cocky and that they want to shut each other up. And the Panthers going up in that fashion felt like they were, it felt like they were going to win that game 62 to nothing. I yeah. mean, it just Seattle put together a few drives and then they they went for it on fourth down and didn't get it, turned it over, still at zero points, missed a field goal right before the half that could have given them a few points. They just could not get points on the board. Didn't feel like it was going to be close at all. And so, yeah, I think Carolina's heads got way too big in that situation. Um, I still think that, you know... Uh, I still can't get the images of the first half out of my mind when I think of that team. And I say the, the, the power with which that offense was running without even needing to throw the ball was, was remarkable. I, yeah. I mean, I mean the, just their option running attack without even needing to air it out, which, by the way, Cam Newton made some unbelievable throws to Greg Olson, particularly the touchdown yeah. to Olson. So they showed that ability when they need to have it. But just the strength of the O-line and the, and the option running game is something that as a Patriots fan, certainly scared me. I mean, you don't see option offenses like that in the NFL that can run that effectively against Seattle, who's one of the best defenses in the league for the last several years. So mm-hmm. that's still the biggest takeaway for me, but it certainly leaves a little bit of doubt against an Arizona team that, as we segue into the Green Bay game, obviously had their own struggles, but in the end showed why they're an NFC contender as well. Um, all right, should we jump into that Green yeah, Bay game? of course. I mean, I'm going to – actually, I will say the majority of the game's – all of them started out pretty bad, except the the Panthers game, which I guess you consider bad too. But yeah, but at least um, excited. Most of them were there was just field goals. I think one touchdown by Green Bay in the first half, and then all hell broke loose <laughs> in the last two minutes and yeah. then overtime. Unbelievable. So we'll skip the the first four quarters because it's yeah. it's basically useless. But 
Um, Green Bay gets the ball back. Hail Mary, no time left. Um, Aaron Rodgers backpedaling, throws an unbelievable, I think, 60 yards, 70-something. Yeah, it was around midfield, but... You know, falling off his back foot, about to get sacked after scrambling around. Just incredible. 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 Um, Jeff Janis. Jeff Janis, by himself, not into a crowd, just goes up and snags it. No tip, no anything. Um, The defense, I didn't think, was that great. They didn't actually do much. But um, he goes up, grabs the ball, scores um, overtime. Then it gets a little weird. (laughs) (laughs) Quite weird. They come out, um, do the coin flip, heads, tails. um, Green Bay gets to choose. They go to flip the coin. Green Bay chooses heads. The coin doesn't flip. It stays... At tails. At tails. It stays like perpendicular, doesn't make any mm-hmm. rotations, and lands flat on tails. <laughs> um, oh, no, no. Green Bay called tails, called and tails. it lands it on, was heads. on It stayed on heads. Yeah. stayed on heads. Green Bay is obviously making a show of it. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. And the, the ref right. kind of panics, doesn't really know, and says some weird... I, I wish we should pull... We should try to pull up the uh, what, what he says. But, oh, yeah. there was no flip... The the coin didn't yeah. flip. There's no like actual. Usually they're so by the book. Yeah, it's like I didn't. Right. I didn't make it's any ne- real probably flips. never happened before. <laughs> yeah. So it didn't flip. He decides they need to reflip it, and uh, without confronting either team, he kept the same call that Aaron Rodgers made of tails. Because uh, tails, no, tails, okay, sorry, which tails was, never yeah, fails. Tail, he called tails, but but Roger, according to Rodgers, he called tails because the coin was showing heads. That's what he does. He calls the opposite of what the coin's showing at the really? flip. Really, the That's ref, stupid. the ref, without confronting the teams flipped the coin over before tossing it again so that it was starting on tails. Lands that's on what that's again. what lands on landed on heads this time. Uh and that's when Aaron Rodgers was upset because he says that he would have flipped it to heads had it been showing tails. That's what he always does apparently. I mean that's so that's hearsay, but there would have been a major backlash if it was tails the second time. Yes. If right. if, if that if he flips that coin and it and Green Bay wins that flip, yeah. luckily Arizona won it both times. Mm-hmm. So it was they're kinda they both were just kinda like, all right, play mm-hmm. the game. But if right. if that switches over, that is yeah. you have huge backlash there. Right. So right. I think the NFL dodged a bullet. Yeah, still a very weird situation. But the Cardinals get the coin toss and they drive down the field. Larry Fitzgerald makes all the plays down the field to win the game. So that's a great you know great story Larry for that. Fitzgerald. Everyone loves Larry Fitzgerald. My, my number one player in the NFL who has yet to win a Super Bowl, who I think deserves oh, it. Oh yeah. We've had this conversation. I think you said Philip Rivers is one of yours. One of them. Yeah. I mean, um, I can't argue with Larry Fitz though. That's that's a good one. And Bruce Arians. Um, Larry makes this unbelievable play to get down to the two-yard line. It was mm-hmm. like an 80-yard or 60, 80-yard yeah. run. Um, two-yard line doesn't score. Bruce Arians tries to give him the ball twice yeah, in a row. Yeah, fade on the next play. Because he knows. I mean, he's that kind of play caller. Yeah. He's like, he Larry is. needs to score. Yeah. Like, we don't need to score. Larry needs yeah, to score. Yeah, I, I, mean, I mean, the first call makes sense. A fade, first down fade yeah. to the back of the end zone. Second call is clear as day. He's trying to get the ball to yeah. Larry Fitzgerald. It's, it's an shovel. underneath yeah. shovel screen through the middle of the Larry Fitz. But it was a good play call because he walked into the end zone untouched. So, um Great, you know, great to see that. Uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers didn't have a lot of help this season. He had a lot of injuries yeah. around him. Phenomenal, phenomenal ending to that game. Second time this year, he had a, a jaw dropping hail mary to to force overtime or win a game. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, good performance there by the Packers. Exciting game, but the Cardinals, who we picked to go to the Super Bowl a while ago, are now here in the NFC Championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, so our picks look okay, except yeah. now uh, it's come down to the wire. And so we'll, we'll see who's at, what it actually happens. I mean, at this point, we'll, we'll segue into the upcoming games. But to start that out, I guess preliminarily, do you have a Super Bowl pick between these games that has changed? I mean, I know we picked the Cardinals to go, but have, has your mind changed at all? I'm going to make my pick. I'm going to pick Cardinals, make it to the Super Bowl versus 
the Denver Broncos. The Broncos, okay. And the Broncos win the Super Bowl. <laughs> okay, awesome. Just because I, I know you hate <laughs> that I just said that. I, I am going to pick... I'm going to pick the opposite of what Steve picked. So I'm going to pick the Panthers and Patriots, and I'm going to pick the Patriots to win. That That's bias, and like I said, we'll, we'll see what happens. But anyway, let, let's go to these games. So um, we'll start with the with the big one around here, so the Patriots and the Broncos. Um, so what we're going to do before we get into the game analysis is we're going to uh, do something that I always find funny, which is uh, they play it on local radio a lot of times. Oh, yeah, I forgot about so these. They'll, so they'll play some fan raps, so fan-made raps. Some of these are really funny and really bad, by the way. Um, like we're way worse than our rap chats were ever, you know, produced. Um, but these ones are surprisingly some of the better ones. And so I actually am going to, I trim these each down. Okay. So these are each under like two and a half minutes. So they, they shouldn't take too long. Uh, we'll play each of them and then it'll be on the website. You can vote which one won the Broncos or the Patriots won. Uh, I'm going to be frank. I think the Broncos one is better. Good. Um, so I'm not going to just Non-biased. sit here with a, with a Homer cap on, but uh, we'll start here. I'll play the Broncos first and then I'll play the Patriots. Uh, and then we can talk about the game a little bit before moving on. So here we go. I'm excited. Back to life. Back to reality. About to finish the patch. Give them that fatality. Flawless victories. What I'm thinking. I'm speaking honestly. Beat them last time. I don't think it was an anomaly. We don't fear the patch. We see that they run is over. We about to stampede, which means we gonna run them over. 46 active thoroughbred horses. Careful when you pass it. I'm warning you not to force it. That no fly zone secondary is full of ball hawks. Praying that you throw it. They ready to pick the ball off. Pressure coming from both sides. They seem flush. And we know their team can't breathe, they need puffers. From the mile high, catch contact. Pats ain't ready for no combat. Had a good run, this the end of them. The Denver Broncos about to finish them. Finish them! Finish them! Get over here! Finish them! It's a wrap, it's a wrap! Finish them! Finish them! Get over here! Finish them! Like Mortal Kombat! Last round for them, for us it's round two. I know it's gonna be loud, cause I know how my crowd do. See, they the road team, so they gotta deal with the fans. And we ain't never quiet, we rioting in the stands. We trying to be the champs, we gotta step it up a notch. So even up in them uppers, they hearing us up top. Mile high, where the crowd brings thunderstorms. Where Brady throwing incompletions becomes the norm. Home team, they yelling incomplete. No Pats fans, we ain't selling them our seats. I've been to they building. In the stadiums, not like this. Mile high, we scream till we get bronchitis. From the mile high, catch contact. Pats ain't ready for no combat. Had a good run, this the end of them. The Denver Broncos about to finish them. Finish them! Finish them! So there's the Broncos one, pretty high quality I, production. I was very surprised with how good that was. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm going to download it and listen to it. <laughs> it's uh, let me quickly grab the name before I do like the Pats. A, was it a, a an actual rapper? It's well, it's he. I don't know if he's an actual rapper, um, but he's he's pretty close. It's the Mad Fanatic. You can look him up on YouTube. And actually, I'm going to play the Pats one, but before we. Afterwards, I'm actually going to play one more of the Mad Fanatic songs that was a Broncos song, just a short part of it, because I was very impressed by that one as well. It was good. Um, but first, we'll go to the Pat song, which, like I said, I don't think is as good, but it's still pretty good for a fan song. So here we go. The champs is back. Listen up. This is the anthem track. This is history in the making. You're all witnessing greatness. It's better when the pressure is on us. Our backs against the wall. What we do gets stronger. And every 
everything we earn, we deserve. It's nothing but blood, sweat, tears, and hard work on our turf. Still on top, we stay focused. Been running it for a minute now, if you ain't noticed. Cause now is our time, it's all or nothing. So pay attention, cause them boys is up to something. From the proving grounds to top tier, we won't stop. And they still mad, cause we still here. Fresh off the chip, we still stomping. I ain't gotta say the name, you should already know the squadron. You looking at Boston strongest, we all Check the graph, you better check the stats When you think of us, you think of a problem Who, what, when, and how you gonna solve them Whenever we performing You better try to warn them Cause that old men'll juke by As soon as Grunk touchdown, he spike it on them We get focused and get to it And stop acting like Brady's not the best to do it Y'all tripping You ain't gotta like it, but respect it And you know we never gonna fold, so forget it Forget it As far as rings go, we got those We take back titles from the road And bring them home to Foxborough They must not So there's a second one. So, I, so like I said, I think it's still pretty good. It's I don't. Okay. I, that Broncos one. The Broncos one sounds like a real rap. That yeah. one's def. The the Pats one is definitely cheesier. Oh, it's way cheesier, way and it's not. Cheesier. It's not. It's not as funny either. It's like no. It's it's well, like they, they they go like thirty to forty five seconds without saying anything Patriots related because yeah. they think they're like trying to pump the fans up. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, that one wasn't as good. It's still pretty funny. I mean, I'm glad you played it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I'm going to play a short section of uh, one more of this Broncos rappers. Playoffs, baby. The song is called Payback, but it's P-E-Y, like Peyton. Oh, I love it. This was before the Broncos-Steelers game this week. Payback, Sunday afternoon. Tell Ben that payback is coming pretty soon. See, last time my quarterback had plantar fasciitis, but everybody knows what healthy Manning is the nicest. Still the one seed that lost it and affected. Your road to 50 ends here, this is where you exit. You know the city with the really high altitude, where they play my songs for the crowd to get louder to. And yo, that crowd be going ham Literally, they be jumping up and down in the stands Gotta deal with that And a team that's hungry and rested A healthy team that wants revenge Isn't nothing to mess with Payback, payback We're about to get some payback I love that 
about to get some payback. Said we about to get some payback. Cause payback. That's just a short segment of that one. Oh, um, I am downloading that too. Yeah, th- this I'm telling you, this guy's got a lot of songs. I, I went to the YouTube page and he's basically making a Bronco song every week. That's <laughs> extremely clever too. Yeah, about to get some payback. Yeah, because yeah, you're actually getting payback. Yeah, and you're getting Peyton Manning back. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's. Yeah, he's a pretty good rapper. So, like I said, I'm giving the Broncos the win in the rap game, which I'm okay with doing. Um, so we'll put the vote on the website, uh, and, and we'll see what you guys think. So, um, so yeah, that was that. Um, I, those were good. So, so I, I didn't listen to them on for a reason because I wanted to be yeah, surprised. Yeah, you wanted to be surprised by them. And right, I was very happy right. with them. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. So, and, and to be honest, the, the Patriots one was from a, a week before. I tried to find one for this week, but Pat, the Pats fans have no dudes like this Broncos guy who's who's making them week by week so no bronco dudes um so anyway quick thoughts on the game um i know you have some notes on the brady manning rivalry mm-hmm. uh i'll speak to it in a minute i'll let you start and then i'll kind of uh give give my final thoughts on it since i've probably talked about tom brady quite enough but you talk um, about tom brady <laughs> a lot but but i'll let you start with this one all right um i love it brady versus manning it's it's kind of the rivalry of our generation i guess this may be the last meeting mm-hmm. um they they've met um i don't have how many times brady's uh, oh brady yeah seven this is number, this 17. is number seventeen. Brady's gone eleven and five in head to head matchups. Um, each playing or for the postseason, postseason, however, each quarterback playing on home field has won every time. Yeah, two and zero um, each. I think two, two and zero each. each. Yeah. Um, Tom Brady's record: twenty two playoff victories, six more than Joe Montana. Um, and then Peyton's playoff record is only twelve and thirteen. Um, so this is his only way to avoid a losing record is. To win the Super Bowl, unless yeah. he plays a few more or, years, or, which I don't think right, he will. Right, right. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I've always been a. I mean, I respect Brady a lot, but I've been more of a Manning fan. I mean, I think he he does more like he's he's more personable. He's mm-hmm. on the commercials. He kind of. I mean, you can tell he's going to be a coach the day he stops being mm-hmm. right. a quarterback. Uh, I think he's he's very. He studies the game. I mean, Brady just has it all going on. Like he he can complete any pass. He he runs the offense as well as anyone else. But. Um, I I think this has the making for Peyton Manning's last hurrah, and I think Brady has definitely at least five or six more years in him. So, I mean, I think Peyton pulls it out. I, I don't want to, and this is not yeah. to upset like, yeah, yeah. the the Boston fans like I usually do it. Like I think all the the stars are aligning for for a Broncos victory. I mean, they they play yeah. so well at home. They have an unbelievable defense. Yeah, pays back. Yeah, for, uh, <laughs> pay pay it's is tough back. Payback. Yeah. Um, no, I think it's uh, so. I'm gonna. Le- I agree, I agree with a lot of what you say, and, I, and I'm gonna lead with uh, with this notion that you know I've seen a lot of reaction in the sports world, kind of like you know uh, I'm tired of this, you know, oh Brady Manning, it's the old story, like oh. like. Um, I'll say to that, eleven of the last twelve Super Bowls, yeah, have featured either Tom Brady. Peyton Manning or Ben Roethlisberger. Right. 11, of Eleven of the last 12. 12. Yeah, that that includes this one now, right? That in, which is that includes which is this guaranteed one. to have one guaranteed of them. Guaranteed to right. have one of them and barring, the, only, barring injury. the only one that didn't featured Joe Flacco. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um yeah, it's it's true and uh and the as far as the as everybody who, you know, a lot of people are tired of it, it's played out to them. Uh, I can at least I can somewhat understand that, um, but I would say that I think the main reason you should not be tired of it is because these are so rare. 
I mean, the, these rivalries that last this long are so rare. Player rivalries. Player rivalries are, and, are great. And there's only three teams involved in this two-player rivalry. That is extremely rare. Over 17 NFL matchups mm-hmm. to for one player to only be on two teams and the other one to have been on his, on one team his entire career. Um, it's extremely rare. I think uh, to, to also capture that is that 17 matchups uh, come short of the of the other the the the, the highest volume quarterback rivalry is Dan Marino and Jim Kelly, uh, and they had the highest I believe it was twenty one or twenty two matchups. They were in the same division their entire career. Yeah, Tom Brady and Peyton Manning have only been in the same division for the very beginning of their career, and since then have not been in the same division and still have played each other seventeen times. If you know how the NFL scheduling works, you only play a team that isn't in your division if you both finished in first place. It's it's remarkable that these two guys have always finished in first place and always faced each other. Um, the interesting stat that I was reading is that since the beginning of their careers, these two have played each other every season by testament of that, by finishing in the top of their division, with the exception of two years. It was the year that Tom Brady missed the season with his torn ACL and the year that Peyton Manning missed the season with his neck injury. Those are the two times that the following season they weren't matched up against each other because each of those two years, the team did not finish in first place, so they couldn't match up with the other. Yeah. It's remarkable that, that that this is the 17th matchup. And, uh, you know, I will uh, – I, I obviously don't agree that Manning's going to win um, what? this week. But, but I, w- I will step back from – I will step back from bias and say in, an, in a neutral perspective that it is a widespread misconception. While Brady, for his career, has been a much better playoff quarterback than Peyton for, from the, big, the biggest, most important uh, measurables, mm-hmm. head-to-head – they have not, Brady has not killed Peyton Manning in the in the playoffs when they have played each other head to head. As you just said, yeah. it's two to two. The home team has won each time in AFC Championship games. Manning is two and one against Brady again. The home team winning. Um, neither home quarterback has won uh, in the playoffs ever. Uh, road quarterback has ever won in the playoffs in this matchup. And even in regular season, it's been since two thousand seven that a road quarterback won. These guys know how to use their home field advantage. Tom Brady in his career in Denver is two and six. Two and six. His two wins are against Tim Tebow and Danny Cannell. Oh, Danny is, which Cannell. Is, which is a great fun fact. Um, but but more importantly, his losses are not all to the likes of superstar Peyton Manning. His losses in Denver, two of them have come against Jake Plummer. One's come against Kyle Orton. There's a Brock in Brock there. Osweiler. Um, and there was one other one that, that slipped in my mind. But these are quarterbacks that are beatable, and Brady has, has always had a tough time in Denver. So... I'm not ready to write off that Peyton Manning has a noodle arm and that the that the Broncos can't don't have an aerial passing game anymore and that they're going to get rolled over by the Patriots. I'm not willing to go there. Um, I think the Patriots are going to win the game, but I think that it's going to be it's going to be a dogfight and it's going to be the toughest game they're going to have to win this year before if they're able to win it the Super Bowl, which will be the toughest game that any team is going to have to win against one of those NFC teams. So agreed. Uh, but now to a game that we all love and care about and are excited about. <laughs> Um, Panthers Cardinals. Yeah. So Pan- Panthers favored by three versus the Cardinals. I think it's a very good matchup. It's a fun matchup. Um, first matchup of Heisman Trophy winning quarterbacks of all time in, in the, the in the playoffs. Remarkable. Um, no Heisman Trophy winners have ever played each other in the playoffs, and this is the first time. Um, also, both number one overall picks. Um, I mean, obviously. Palmer is a little uh, older than Newton, but I mean Newton's done very well in, in the four years that he's been in the league. Um, ten Panthers selected to the Pro Bowl. That's a uh, lot. That's a lot for a team that I mean, you know the stars. We know Luke. We know Cam. You know Josh Norman. But there's ten players. There's seven other players other than I mean, there's a few other stars that you could name. Probably Greg Olson. Probably 
Um, any receivers? I don't know. Maybe um, D- Davis, the other linebacker. But yep. there are some very good players on this team that we don't know about, which is why I think they're so good. Um, but I think, honestly, the Cardinals have what you need to win a Super Bowl. They're really hot. They've got a team that wants it really badly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Carson Palmer wants it really badly. Larry Fitzgerald wants it really badly. They have very good um, pass defense, a very good defense overall, but a good pass defense, which is good when you're going against Brady Manning or Cam Newton. Um, I think that, I mean, I call the Cardinals to, to win the yeah. Super Bowl, but or um, to go to the Super Bowl, lose to the Broncos. But um, I don't know. I, I think the Cardinals win, but this is the game I'm probably most excited for because both teams are so yeah. great one half and bad one half. Like both teams are, can, can yeah. turn it on whenever they want. Yeah. Um, and it's a, if, it's a matchup of very good offenses and very good defenses. They're yeah, not they're, one dimensional. They're two very good teams. They're, they're all, you're, it's not, it wouldn't be hard pressed to say these are the two best teams in the league and that both AFC teams are behind them. I, I don't think that's an unfair statement. I think, I think the you can of course argue that the, when the Patriots were at their best midseason, fully healthy, that they could have been better than these two teams. But I think right now, yeah, the Patriots bounced back with a good game against the Chiefs. But just before that, the Patriots had lost four out of six. So I'm not ready yet to say that the, that they're at the dominant level they were. Um, it's going to take a good game against the Broncos. But I think between these two teams, you're completely right that that. If these two teams are playing at their best, I have no idea who will win this game. Yeah. I mean, both of these teams at their best, I don't think they can beat each other. Which, which, it's a which, tie. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so, so I don't know. Um, what I will say uh, that you kind of alluded to a little bit, I am much, much more favorable to the Cardinals in the sense that they have a lot of valuable experience. Mm-hmm. Cam has had a phenomenal season, uh, but but I'm uh, when you're in the trenches in the battle of this playoff situation, right? Well, look at the stat. We haven't seen Cam yet in that situation. Look at the stat that you mentioned last podcast was that it wasn't every away team won. Yeah. Be, not because of home field. Home field advantage, but because the, the quarterbacks for the teams had zero games playoff experience. Right. right. I mean, not that Carson Palmer has a, a ton. He doesn't have a lot, and Cam doesn't have a lot either. But it's just the, the teams that. They're not going to get rattled. Like yeah. Carson Palmer and Larry Fitzgerald are not mm-hmm. going to get rattled. Yeah. They are there for business a, a reasons. Big, yeah. Carson Palmer has. Has very few playoff, ex, you know, playoff starts. Not because he's ever he's he's a bad quarterback. I mean, he's had bad injury problems. He's been on bad teams at times. Um, there's a lot of reasons why he doesn't have playoff experience. Uh, when you when you look at Cam, I don't want to take anything away from Cam, and he's 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 only achieved what's been put in front of him. You, you can't ask him to do more than than has been placed in front of his his opportunities. Um, but I will say, you know, you go 15 and one, you don't face a ton of adversity. I mean, I, I don't want to go out on a limb, but I don't think the Panthers faced that much adversity this season. They didn't have a really heated division battle to win. Um, you know, they rolled to 15 and one and then cam comes out here for his first playoff game for what you might expect the, you know, to ratchet it up in the intensity and the pressure. And before he steps foot on the field, they're up seven, nothing. And he goes back out there and very quickly they're up uh 14, nothing. And it's just the, it's, it's really, it doesn't take that really high intensity situation that he's going to be tested with this week. And the only time he was in that situation is when Seattle started to come back. And like I said, the Panthers couldn't score in the second half. Yeah, so they, they still didn't. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I agree. Like every game so far has been close. Every yeah. single game. Yeah. 
Um, and I think the Cardinals are better suited. The Cardinals to win are much more battle tested. I think the, well, Panther, the Panthers are lucky they scored yeah. thirty one points. Yeah, in the or first they half, lo- or yeah. they would have lost that. game. Now I will say the Panthers won a ton of close games in the regular season. I will say that their mm-hmm. their their undefeated streak was riding on close game after close game. So I won't yeah. say that Cam doesn't have that experience, but specifically in that playoff setting, I mean, how is he going to react if the Cardinals come out strong and they go up fourteen nothing, and and Cam's got to start throwing the ball in the playoffs? In the, in the NFC Championship game. You know, he hasn't been there before. And I, I know that Palmer hasn't necessarily been there either, but Palmer and Larry Fitzgerald, Larry, you know, they, they've been there at least once to the Super Bowl. And they these guys just have been in the league a long time. So yeah. uh, it, it's tough, but I, I, you know, I it's tough for me to pick one. I'll stick with the Cardinals, but it's... Well, it's, you picked the Panthers. I picked the Panthers earlier. Yeah, I don't know. I, I picked <laughs> the Cardinals that, originally. It's that hard. Yeah. yeah you, no, you know what? I'll go with the Panthers. So I'll go with the Panthers because okay. you picked the Cardinals. Picked the Cardinals. But, but I, yeah, I mean, honestly, this is a toss. This is as big of a toss up of a championship game that I've had. I can remember in a long time for yeah. me. I'm excited. So, so yeah, so it's going to be a great, uh, great weekend. So big championship weekend. So that's it for football. Yeah, that's um, it. We will touch on the next uh, last sports thing very quickly. Yeah. Um, the te- there's a big tennis scandal going on right now. Um, no names have been released, um, but a, a report came out um, over the, a study of the last 10 years or 15 years of betting scandals, of, of how people were betting on certain matches. And in, in certain matches, there were patterns that um, apparently were huge, huge swings that, were, that shouldn't have been. Um, and they started looking into it, and they found that in one of those matches, um, one of the players, I can't remember who, is kind of like an average middle-of-the-road player, had accepted money from betting agents to, th- to throw the game in, in mm-hmm. a major tournament. Um, and so apparently this, this, na- this report drops a lot of big names who've won Grand Slam tournaments, um, a lot of players who are still playing today and who are playing in um, tournaments as we speak, the Grand Slams, um, I don't think any of the major players probably did it just pure opinion because, I mean, it, it pays too well to win. I mean, it, it pays right. to win tournaments. But if you're one of those 25 to, like, ranked 25 to 50 in the world players who gets to go to all these major tournaments but knows they're not going to beat, it, it's been Federer, Nadal, Djokovic, sort of Andy right. Murray for the past 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. So if you're one of these players who's not, who doesn't have a shot, take the money that, that they, I think, they may have been taking the money that will cover their losses, right. lose, enjoy the time, and, and I don't know. I mean, yeah. it makes sense. It, it makes sense. The average Grand Slam payout is about a million dollars, which isn't a lot. Right. Um, and, I mean, you get a lot from sponsorships and, and whatnot, but I, I think it can happen. And, and uh, I'll get your, your opinion on this, but the quick brief question that I'll ask is it, it got me thinking – if you were a player or a betting agent, like trying to, to influence wins, mm-hmm. what is the easiest sport to fix? And is it an individual sport or is it a team sport? But what's your opinion? Yeah. Um, we did talk about this a little bit before the show off the air, and, and it's a tough question for me. Um, as a player, it's very difficult for me to figure out what the easiest sport to fix is. I think uh, it has to be an individual sport. Uh, you know, my... When I think of, of, of sports being fixed, um, I can immediately think of my debates with people several years ago about the David Stern era NBA, yeah. because that was a very popular topic to debate, but not from a player standpoint. I, I don't, officiating. From, that was an officiating standpoint and an, and a league standpoint it is the league rigging games. And you know, that we could spend an entire 
show talking about that because I, I've, I remember having a ton of theories about that and, you know, how they would be extending series to reach seven games. And it was a lot of data that showed what, you know, yeah. it was skewed numbers from the history of the NBA in this short time period of David Stern that, you know, series were reaching seven games and six games at an astronomically high rate. And it's, you know, that shouldn't be happening necessarily. And you look at file numbers and all that and players get have to sit with files in the NBA. So from an officiating standpoint, I've always thought the NBA is very easily to influence with the with the fallout rules and the and the free throws and everything else. Um, but from the player's standpoint, you know, we were joking, maybe it is tennis. Uh, like, I, it's, it's tough to say. At first, you were thinking maybe golf because you're in tro- you're completely in control of your own destiny. Mm-hmm. But at, but I can't picture any golf betting scenarios where throwing it would matter because you're not against anybody in particular. You're just it's it's a big pool, so nobody's betting that Tiger's going to finish last. I mean, that's not how that's not how the betting would work. It would, yeah. the betting would work that Tiger would win or that so and so would win. It's generally not that this person's going to beat this person unless it's maybe like the Ryder Cup where where they have the teams yeah. with the U.S. against um, the Europeans. So so I mean. It's tennis. It's, also, I was thinking about this too because it. You'd think individual sport. It's best of five sets, mm-hmm. six um, six games in each set or each match. So it's it's very it, it, it's point by point by point by point by mm-hmm. point. And to to find any sort of pattern in that or like how do you keep it close? Like if games are six four, did they throw them? It, it's yeah. That is so difficult for me to wrap my head around being a tennis player. Knowing that which points are the, I mean, obviously there's some points that are more important, but how do you get to the important points to throw them? Like, right. I don't know. It, that kind of strikes me as a little weird, but I thought maybe a f- basketball, obviously, for officiating for the same reasons you did. Mm-hmm. And then I think maybe basketball for, like, look at the 76ers. I, I know that's mostly yeah. coaching decisions, but yeah. what's the difference? I mean, a point guard touches the ball every single time, yeah. throws throws a few turnovers, misses a few shots and your team's down by 10 yeah, and you, right. you've lost out on 10 points. I, I think maybe basketball. Yeah. So, so I, I guess maybe it's easier to phrase it this way of, uh, among the team sports, um, you know, uh, ruling out individual sports. I think it's gotta be basketball. Um, for that reason, I think baseball definitely. Well, yeah, it, it's really, it really has multiple layers to it. It depends what you're going to actually target. Because for me, if you have buy-in from, for, from a group of people, then I, then theoretically any sport could work, you know, yeah. except for like, you know, with a sport like hockey, you might need the entire team's buy-in. But with a sport like football, if you got the quarterback and his receivers, you know, throwing a game, it's pretty easier if you had the yeah. defense throwing a game. Or like two offensive um, linemen. Yeah, or a few offensive yeah. linemen, you know. Um, but in basketball, I think if you're going to stick it to one person, I think with the exception of, I guess, like a pitcher in baseball, but even he can get pulled and then the rest of the game needs to happen. So I think someone like a point guard, you know, can much more subtly throw a game by making mistakes, missing shots. I mean, you can miss shots and it just looks like you're playing terrible. (laughs) I mean, but it's not necessarily obvious. You do that all the time. time. Yeah, Yeah. every time I go to the gym. You miss a ton of shots all the time. I take threes and I miss them. When we play pickup, I think you're throwing the game sometimes. Yeah, but I'm I'm not. I'm just bad. But, (laughs) but maybe that's my cover story you know so well it's working um it, it, exactly so you don't know how much you have no idea how much money i make on the side with those games but All right. so um, that's yeah. we'll, we'll we'll kind of lay off that now i mean i know that that just yeah. broke that broke mm-hmm. yesterday so we'll um, probably have more on that so there's not a lot of news about it yet and there's um i think it's the australian open going on right now um so we'll, we'll, i'm sure that's going to be a hot topic coming up so yeah, keep your ears sure. keep your ears peeled um you heard it here first which is not which not is common. Not but common. It's, <laughs> but it's not our thing. But, but it's, it's not our thing. So you heard it first, and then we'll talk about it next week so you can hear it again second. For sure.
Yeah. Okay, cool. Second half, which is going to be much shorter than the first half. Way shorter. So, um, so we have a few topics here. So I'll <laughs> let you start uh, with the first one, which is the lottery. The lottery. Uh, we didn't win. Um, <laughs> that's the update. <laughs> I thought we were going to win. So did I. So did um, I. That's, I mean, let's skip. Uh, it's that's depressing. It. That's it's it. sad. That's a it. few people won. Apparently, the, the, the guy who gives it away gets money. So like yep. the store that gives it away wins oh, really? a few million dollars. Yeah. A, a few million. Wow. It's, I didn't it's know It's like that. incentive to... To playing lottery yeah. or having lottery in your stores, if your if your store gives a million dollars, you, your store gets it right. Your right. store gets a percentage. That's yeah. cool. I didn't so. know that. Um, okay, cool. So then the second topic we have here is another thing I'll let you handle, which is uh, the failure of us to acknowledge one of our listeners, which is a bad mistake. Yes, uh, Jack Thornton. We accidentally forgot to uh, mention your question last week. Um, he asked, "Is there a uh, you heard it here second Snapchat handle?" <laughs> Um, not yet. The answer to that is not yet. Um, I'm a self-proclaimed Snapchat aficionado. I very, I enjoy Snapchat a lot. I put a decent amount of effort into it, almost probably <laughs> too much. You guys know that. Um, so I think that's something we can definitely consider. Um, and we need a Twitter too. Right now yep. we just have Instagram. Just have the Instagram. I think we should start tackling all forms of media. We will. Yes. Um, so Snapchat's definitely on the list. And that's going to be important for our sponsorship. You'll be able to get involved with all the social media. Yep. So all the social medias. So that, every social medium. That, that's the goal always. Yep. Um, so thanks for the question. Sorry we missed out last week. Yeah, of course. Um, so now, uh, actually, really quickly, we did have uh, Chris emailed us in um, with an answer to one of our questions. So I'll very briefly read it. Um, this was about our, our dilemma about burning our items. So, hey, guys, I just wanted to give you a response to your question last week of how to burn a Frisbee and or guitar inside of a fire pit. <laughs> the answer is thermite. Remember in Breaking Bad when they used aluminum power and some other stuff to burn through the door to steal the, the meth? Season 1, Episode 7. Thank you, Internet. Neither do I because I haven't seen the show. But you could uh, fill the fire pit with thermite, place the Frisbee and guitar on top, and then set it all off. Uh, all you would have to do is all you would have is a mound of ashes when the reaction is finished. Have a great show, Chris. So thank you, Chris, <laughs> so, for the uh, detailed instructions on how we can achieve that. So it is possible to reburn something that's been burned and made into something else, so that it's all one thing. Right, Done. And, and the other stuff doesn't get burned around it. Perfect. Thank, okay. Thank you. Uh, next to uh, another topic, Alan Rickman passes away. Uh, Professor Snape from Harry Potter movies and. Um, in Die Hard movies. And Die Hard movies. Yeah. He's yes. in a, bu- a bunch of nice things. But um, I was never a huge Harry Potter fan. Uh, I, I don't know if you were or not. Not, not but, huge, no. Um, he, he did have a pivotal role in every single Harry Potter. Yes. So, um, especially in the end. Um, so we just thought we should mention it because yeah. we know we have a lot of Harry Potter fans. We and, do, we do. Um, shout out to Alan Rickman. He was Severus Snape, for those of you who don't know. Um, excellent actor. Yes, very good actor. So rest in peace to him. Um, next topic, Making a Murder and Bachelor. Two big shows that we're talking about. Two we'll just, big two shows. Two big shows. Two um, big shows. I think we might touch on Making a Murder more next week. I agree. Because uh, we're not done with it. We have a little bit left of it. We have one episode. One left. episode left of it. And so, I have some opinions on we that We got show. some opinions, but we don't want to go too soon on that. So For all of you who, who wrote us and, and told us that it gets way better, because last show we basically bashed it yeah. and said it wasn't that good. Yeah. It got good. It got a lot better. It's it, way it better. certainly got way better. And, and very, then very got intriguing. bad again, I think. <laughs> then maybe got bad again. We'll see. Um, but so we'll have more on that. The Bachelor was tonight. 
Bachelor um, tonight. So the Bachelor was was thrilling as always. We oh, we stayed up and watched this and then recorded our podcast because we knew that our listeners would want to hear us talk about it for like thirty seconds. We're so. gonna be up late because of Ben Higgins. Because <laughs> <laughs> because of Ben Higgins, yeah. who is just excited that that everyone is around him. Yeah, he's just so, very excited that people are there. As we say again and again and again, he's way too nice. Yep. Um, although I did like when um, spoiler alert. Spoiler yeah, spoiler, spoiler. If you haven't seen it, stop listening. Stop listening. Um, when Lace takes herself out of the show, he's basically just like, finally, deuces. <laughs> like, later, crazy person. And just yes. goes back and does the ceremony. Um, I will say, I'm still crushing the pool. Yeah. I, I think as a guy, I, I am better suited to pick the girls that Ben would pick. I, I th- I'm doing pretty well in yeah. the pool. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not in a pool, but I I did hear your picks before the show, and they were they were good. So, um, all right, one opinion you get one sentence to to describe all of the girls this episode, and the one sentence to describe Ben all all this episode. All this episode, the girls this episode um, in one sentence. So, in this most recent episode of The Bachelor, the girls were uh, very very. Very, 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 very dedicated uh, to a particular thing, and very offended when other people tried to get in their way of that. Um, very unreasonably offended when they uh, most certainly were described the premise of the show before joining it. Yeah. Very unreasonably offended at the actions of others that were very much in line with what the expectations are for the show. That was my Ooh. sentence about the girls. Well put, too. <laughs> um, my sentence about Ben is that he uh, has a very, very noticeable and commendable affinity for... Uh, Air travel and hot tubs. Oh yes, and every date has those elements. And if they don't, then it's not a date in his mind. So he's a hot tub killer. So he's a hot tub killer. So yeah, um, that's my sentence about Ben. I like both sentences, <laughs> both accurate. Um, what did you say earlier about Ben that was so funny? Oh crap! I don't. I don't right, recall. I I'll remember later. <laughs> um, but anyway, we wa- we watched the whole thing. Um, still, a lot of drama, unnecessary drama. Um, oh, I remember what it is. What is the the phrase that he repeats to all the girls? Because he's dealing with oh, he's yes. dealing with how many is it? Twenty four total. 25? I don't know how many it was originally. Um, yeah, and that's a lot of time to to hear a lot of things from a lot of girls, and a few mm. you probably don't like. Like, I mean, you're, yeah. you're going to get rid of all of them except one, so you definitely don't like most of them. It's but you still he's so nice that he yeah. has to put on this. Yep. Everything's funny. And you're we've, the picked smart, up, yeah. we've picked up on the two lines. Yeah, and, so what, his, and what are your lines? His lines that he always uses, and you guys can look out for this next episode because he will continue to use them. I really appreciate you telling me that is one of them. That's huge. Which is and so they love that. cookie cutter. But they, but they all don't know he's saying it to the others. They so. love it. And the other one is, I'm really excited that you're here. Yeah. I'm the, really like, glad you, you experienced you this came with me. In, yeah, that you came and talked to me. And nobody else has done that. So like, I really appreciate that, and I'm yeah. excited about it. That's his way of saying... No thanks. No, th- I'm I'm glad you had this experience with me. He's like, I'm glad this experience is over for the both of us. So keep so write those two phrases down. It's a podcast, so you can replay them next week if you want. Those and, are, those are his lines. And drink so. when he says them. And drink when he says them. Yes, yeah. or, or or a very slight variation of them. It won't need to vary too much because those are those are imprint imp- they're just imprinted in his brain at this point. So so that's that for the shows. Um, the we'll obviously have more and we are still as we've heard a lot of your feedback uh the original girls who proposed the bachelor ideas have been communicating some more ideas about what we can do for that special so we're working on it uh it'll be towards the end of the season probably something yeah. big i think like um, a big showdown finale yeah, maybe either yeah. 
right after or or the Sunday before. Yeah. I don't know when the predictions. The, if it's and on a Monday, yeah, yeah, um, maybe like a round table. A Sunday would be good because then the day leading up to that, everybody who's interested in it could listen to it that day. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's that. Um, oh, uh, flag football, big big win on Saturday. We are back in it. Big win. The back bandits in it. We're are back. Three and two. Three, three and two. two. Huge performance. Um, Derek and John didn't show up. Didn't show up. Rachel Tang didn't show up because didn't they were watching up. their Mel didn't their show precious. Up Patriots. Yep. You've got to watch the Patriots yep. game. So the dedicated football players, <laughs> not the football watchers, uh, went and played a very difficult game against a, uh, a very difficult opponent. A ground out an 8-7 to seven win. An 8-7 to seven win. Um, I scored all eight points. <laughs> uh, in the, it was actually a forfeit. It was a forfeit win. So we won, very happy we won via forfeit, <laughs> but we showed up, so we won. Um, and, and before we close, the last thing on this is that now we know Win our last game and we're in the playoffs. Win our last game, we're in. Standings we, dictate it. Win yeah. and we're in. By the by, the next time you listen to this, the, not this no, podcast. We don't, we don't have next, a game next week. Oh, two weeks. So two podcasts from now. We'll, we'll, we'll touch on now. this again next week. We'll make sure we talk. Prepping about it. for the big game. Yeah. So big win and you're in. So okay, that's all we have for the second half. Uh, and now we will kickstart into the final drive. Final drive. And I will start it out. So uh, NBA topic. Um, the uh, ESPN uh, Basketball Power Index, the BPI, I think they call it. Uh, They've come out with, or they always have, these uh, rankings, basically advanced analytics and things like that of how the teams are doing in the NBA. And obviously for a while the Warriors were just, you know, way far and above everybody else as the the top BPI. Um, So recently the San Antonio Spurs have taken over that spot, which is not that surprising. I mean, the Spurs are insanely good. They're 36-6, and I think, going into tonight and they're you know just every bit as good as the Warriors really when you when you take out the huge winning streaks the Warriors have had and kind of the more flashy play that the Warriors have um but here's the stat that's very interesting to me according to the BPI index um ESPN's index here that breaks down all these stats has the Spurs having a 53.9 chance of winning the NBA title and the Golden State Warriors having a 28.1 chance of winning the NBA title that is remarkable to me that they are so far ahead of what they project the Warriors to be. I mean, I can understand them saying the Spurs are better. Um, that is a huge discrepancy, and I'm very intrigued to know why it's such a big discrepancy. Um, so that's just, just you know, I don't have much insight into it. It's just kind of very interesting to me. Um, and on top of that, the other thing I want to point out is that those two percentages added up is 82%. Um, so it kind of speaks to the state of the NBA when you look at that. Um, that the the Spurs and Warriors have a combined 82% chance of winning the NBA title. It's remarkable. Um, but I will say, the Celtics have a 0.7% chance of winning the NBA title. Go Cs. And the ESPN BPI predicts them to go 46-36 and 36 this year, which is not that bad. Fourth in the Eastern Conference is what they're projecting. So that's my final drive. That's a good one. Uh, my final drive, I also know nothing about my final drive, <laughs> um, but I want to talk about it because it's big in the news, and I really think it's a great story. I just don't know anything about it, is El Chapo and Sean Penn. Ooh. Uh, apparently, Sean Penn, El Chapo, is the biggest drug lord in the world, uh, the world's number one most wanted, escaped from prison twice, was just rearrested, um, and somehow Sean Penn, the actor, got an interview with him in the jungle. Um, well, sh- well, and, and apparently El Chapo, the shirt he was wearing is this fancy like flamingo shirt or whatever, and it's selling like hotcakes. Um, it's like the new fashion thing. And um, so El Chapo is going to jail again. Sean Penn may or may not have done something to get him in prison again. May or may not have a hit on him and be dead within the week. Who knows? It is a very interesting story that I think is not getting enough press, or maybe I'm just not paying enough attention to it. 
Um, but either way, Sean Penn, El Chapo, something's going on. Going I down. love I love that something's going on. I have no idea what it is, but I'm excited about it. It's it's exciting. That's my final drive. Maybe I'll say something about it next week once I learn more about it, but <laughs> I am pumped. If you All know right. about it, please email us because I want to know and I want and you can be on you can be our yeah you can be our guest El Chapo Sean Penn yeah. expert or yeah. call in whatever you want because I want to know we've been looking for one so yeah um, so that's it that's it for me final buzzer goes and that's another episode in the books of You Heard It Here Second so thank you guys for listening episode 6 episode 6 in the books don't episode for, 7 don't forget up. to sponsor yeah sponsor episode 7 can be yours it can be yours it can I know be all yours I know sometimes people will give you false sense of hope no false hope here episode 7 can be yours do you want it bad enough is the that, question. That's the question. How bad do you want? How bad do you need it? How bad do you need it? Nobody knows except for you. So thank you guys for listening. Yes. And we'll see you guys next week. Have a great week.